0: you have good circulation, or or maybe something in your family that you don't even have yet, but you want to go ahead and start standing against it. Amen. And one thing I wrote in mine on healing, uh, I put uh, N-E-D... No evidence of disease. Because a doctor sometimes will write on the chart after giving you a test. NED. No evidence of disease. And I put NEC after that. No evidence of the curse in my body. Hallelujah. So, you know, that's something good to do. But then I've adapted this to me too. You know, and uh, so I've got back things that I'm believing to collect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the things that God has promised us, us uh, specifically, he like he said, I will anoint you to prosper when it seems impossible to do so. Well, you know I've got that wrote in my my book like this. Uh, but well, anyway, we've sold three things just using this little confession, and uh, one of them was a break buddy. Y'all might not know what that is, but and you know that had to be supernatural, and we sold that out of classy tides and then the next one was a honda crv and uh hallelujah got just what we were asking for it in classy tides from a man in Carrollton. i don't know about you it sounds supernatural to me and then uh sold a, a motor home uh and we started confessing that last summer didn't even put it advertise it till february it took two months to sell it after we started advertising it but we got our that was a old motorhome like 1998 model and banks will only loan so much if it's elderly (laughs) you know (laughs) hallelujah and we got way more than the bank would loan on it so no, that is supernatural and everybody wanted to offer us what the bank would loan on it, but we said no. And we said so we turned that down a lot of times. But we did. We we just stuck with this right here. We just stuck with it. Didn't quit. Didn't get up. And one thing he says in here is uh, he points out. He said, "Now this may take some time. Just don't stop." Hallelujah. So we're speaking so I'm going to confess this and you agree with me over the building in Coker. We speak to you building in Coker. We say listen to us. We're talking to you. Yes, Jesus said you would obey us. You're going to be a blessing to someone and we call you sold in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So uh that is a a, a great confession, I mean I. Hallelujah. Sometimes it just it don't take as much as we think now, if God speaks to you after you confess that and you feel led to bind something up or pray something or pray uh, like i said um uh, pray something besides that, that's great. But uh, we don't have to keep begging God to do something. The mountain has to obey us. Jesus said the mountain would obey. And so that's what we're speaking to and I'm sure you have some things to speak to. You may need to sell some things or or, or you may want to buy something. Buy some property. Hallelujah. Just take that and use it for however God leads, leads you. Okay. Um, I got some stuff wrote down here, but let me see. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Doesn't seem like any of that applies right now. Uh, I will say this. You need to get, this is a revised version. Had some adjustments we've had to make this month. So this is a revised version of the nursery, greeter, front door, parking lot. And uh, I don't think anything changed about River Kids, but nursery, greeter front door and parking lot it's a revised version so your version no longer applies you will want to get a new one of these in fact uh uh do we they can do, do y'all want to raise your hands now and that would be better because they might forget going out the door anyway so that that is the blue version's the new version hallelujah praise god thank you jesus <coughs> hallelujah praise you lord god pastor you have anything Right now? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Okay. We're going to continue studying. We pick up where we left off, I believe, two weeks ago on uh, uh, faith for finances, faith for prosperity. So let's open our Bibles and let's study the Word of God together tonight. Thank you, Lord. Now, God's looking for a faith people in Tuscaloosa County. You know, the New Testament says, all men have not faith. And I'll give you another one. All Christians have not faith either. You know, every Christian was given the measure of faith. And and they got born again on that measure of faith. But I would say that that's one of the major problems in Tuscaloosa County is that just most Christians just don't believe God. They just don't believe the Word. They just don't believe you can lay your life down on it. They don't believe you can walk on the water with it. They don't believe that you can prosper financially with it. And it's just unbelief is just rampant. And so one of the things that we need to do is constantly study and guard against that we don't become those people. I want to be a faith person. I want to walk by faith. I want to live by faith. I want to use my faith. I want to believe God. I want to take Him at His word. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. And so, um, you know, religion is is a dry lifeless thing, it, it it is void of experience. You know, when you see people go into church and they've had no experience with God, that is simply religion. Hallelujah. We want an experience with God, not once in our lifetime, but all the time. Hallelujah. Nothing grieves me more than somebody get up and give a 20-year-old testimony. Now, I'm not saying you can't ever give that testimony again, but when you don't have anything since then, that's what grieves me. I like to hear the testimonies of God over and over. Don't get me wrong, but I but you ought to have something fresher than 20 years ago. Hallelujah! And so, uh, we need to be having experiences with God daily. We need, we hey, we can have miracles daily. We need to be thinking about them, meditating on them, and having them in our lives. Believe for God's highest and best. Start believing for something. Hallelujah! I know, you know, we've been here a lot of years now, and there's people that just aren't going to believe God. They're just not going to believe Him for anything. And, uh, And sometimes some people are just believing for the worst, just believing for it to be bad. Well, it's really hard. Well, I'm sorry, but it's not. Or some people are caught in their self-pity. Well, dear Father, all of us have been hurt. All of us have been disappointed. People have done us wrong. And it's like, just pick up and go on. I love to hear people talk faith. And uh, I was inspired today. I was listening to back old, not real old, but last week, I guess, old, uh, Believer's Voice of Victory and hearing Rick Renner talk about in 1991 how God called him to Russia. And they went over there, him, his wife, and three kids to Russia. And we went in 93. And he was talking about how it was in 91. And I said, well, it wasn't any different in 93. He talked about that, that they just took it as a faith adventure and they would have to drive all over town looking for toilet paper. And uh, how when they found some one time, he just bought all they had. And uh, he said everybody in that store was looking at him like, y'all's family has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, but it, praise God, you know, and and uh, it was just so wonderful to hear somebody talk about walking by faith and living by faith. And and he said, and I'm like, God, I think we need communism. No, I forget. Me, forgive me, I didn't say that. But he was talking about how communism in Russia had so wiped the say, slate clean and so cleaned out Russia from religion that there was no religion there. And so when he went in in '91 and started preaching. Faith. he said now you go up to christians in russia and they think everybody speaks in tongues and they like well and they think everybody knows the, our faith christians and they don't they don't understand like you mean all christians don't speak in tongues in america and it's like you know you mean all about everybody they don't believe in faith in america and so he's talking to brother copeland about this how it was marvelous that communism literally wiped it all out hallelujah and then he just was too dumb to know any better and he would his said his um uh, the people that were they were the his first church members were members of the underground church and they had done everything in secret and he just got out there in the open and went straight to the communist party people because see the wall hadn't come i mean the communism hadn't fell then i'm now i'm going over in germany but the communism hadn't fell yet then and um uh, and so he would go and he would say, well, and they would say, well, what do you want? And he would say, well, I want to buy some, I want to get on TV on your station. And, and, and he said his staff and his little people that were with him would be like, you can't do this here. Don't you know you can't do this here? And he said they would, uh, they would be, he would just keep talking to him and say, well, we don't sell TV time. And he says, well, now's a good time to start. And uh let's talk about a price, and they would fall for it, and they, he would buy TV time, and now how you can literally watch Rick Renner, Kenneth Copeland in Russian all over the world. So we could get him on satellite, and we could hear them preach in Russian, and... Uh, Hallelujah. And it was just marvelous, marvelous testimony. Of just walk by faith. Family, let's just walk by faith. Yeah. Let's quit worrying about the people that don't and won't. And some of them never will and they can't. And they're just not going to. Hallelujah and let's me and you let's walk by faith. Let's just pretend we're the underground church in dusk we practically are. Hallelujah. It's just a, we're just a step above that. Hallelujah. And uh, so let's just pretend we're the underground church. Let's walk by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. We're going to do that, aren't we? And uh, I thought it was humorous. Brother Copeland told about how when they got on TV over there, and Rick Renner got him on TV over there, how this little Ukraine lady wrote him a letter. And I don't know. She must have had, I don't know how they got it. I guess they translated it from Russian to English. But anyway, and it said, well, dear brother and sister Copeland, and he had talked about believing God for a TV on his program and, and just walking in faith. And so she wrote him a letter, and she said, uh, I, I I don't really need an airplane. I mean, a, believe in God for an airplane. Did I say TV? Believe in God for an airplane. So she wrote them this letter and said, I don't really need an airplane. I'm not going anywhere. And then she wrote, and then she wrote, and I don't know where I'd park it, you know. <laughs> but this is a little Ukrainian lady. And she said, but if you say I need one, okay, I believe God. <laughs> they just they just hear the word and they just say, okay. Hallelujah. And boy, Brother Copeland, he was tearing up and everything, how, you know, how pure that is. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I want to be like that, just would believe God. If you said purple elephant, okay, hallelujah, we'll believe God. Somehow we'll get it, we'll have it. Yeah. Amen. So that's a good introduction to go into uh, our, our class tonight, which is supernatural debt cancellation. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And I believe probably all of us could use some of that. If you can't use that, you just have no need of it. Just use your faith on me, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. We're going to go over to Luke chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. So um, that inspired me today. I was, we were already doing this lesson, but that further inspired me. Hallelujah. Just, the only limits God has are what's in between our ears. And that is the truth. Hallelujah. There's nothing He can't save you from, deliver you from. There's, no, there's nothing you've done He can't forgive you for. There's no, you're not too old for a fresh start. If you're 90 years old, you can have a fresh start and start today. You're not too old to believe God for something. Hallelujah. I just hate to see Christians that just don't want. I'm no, I'm not going to, don't need nothing, don't want to believe God for nothing. You know, my bills are paid, my house is paid for. I'm sorry. That is just not that's just not pleasing. Uh, hallelujah. Luke 4 verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about and he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book he Found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to re- preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And He closed the book, and He gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were. Fastened on him, and he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Don't you know that was an amazing moment. I can just see them staring at Him. They they actually have said that there was a seat in the synagogue that was always empty that was reserved for Messiah. When Messiah came, He would sit in that seat. And that Jesus went over and sat down in that seat. So, no wonder their eyes were (laughs) (laughs) fastened on them. He had their attention. And then He told them this day, that's been fulfilled in your ears. But look up there in verse 18 where it says, He hath anointed in me. And the one of the first thing he says, or not one of them, the first thing he says is to preach the gospel, say good news, good news. to the poor. And let me just ask you, what is good news to the poor? Anybody know? Wealth or, or we used to sing a song. You don't have to be poor no more. Don't have to be. You know, we sang that. Hallelujah. That's what the good news is. I'm here, Jesus said. And now, Hallelujah. Curse is broken, this curse of poverty, you don't have to be poor anymore. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hallelujah. So three ways God provides, three ways God supernaturally removes debt. Let me give you those. Number one, and then we're going to study them individually. Number one, he provides the finances. Number two, he removes the debt. Hallelujah. And number three, he moves upon others. So three ways that God supernaturally removes debts. Now let's right now just take all the limits off of God. And let's not, you know, most people are willing to believe that God would somehow provide finances. Maybe, but let's take the limits off and say, you know, it doesn't even have to come through our job. It doesn't have to come, it it, it can come any number of supernatural ways. Uh, Number two, let's take the finance, the limits off of how he could completely just remove debt. I can think of some ways right now, and we'll talk about them. Number three, let's just take every limit off about how he could move upon others and who it could be. Don't discount anyone. Hallelujah. Don't discount anyone. Don't discount the poor man. Hallelujah. The poor man that looks poor often has money that you don't know of. Hallelujah, and the poor man that really is poor sometimes will give give to people that, and he he doesn't even um, he they are sometimes they're freer with their money. Is that a good way to say it? And you say, well, I'd hate to take money from a poor man. Why would you hate for somebody to sow a seed so that they could reap a harvest? Hallelujah. So we have to renew our mind in that. No, 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 no. You couldn't do that for me. Well, that's wrong. We Sometimes we got our pride involved. We must get rid of all of our pride. So um, let's look first at how he could provide finances. And let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now these are familiar to you but you may have just seen them as stories but I want you to see them tonight in light of Hebrews 13:8. What does Hebrews 13:8? Does anybody know besides the pastor in this church what Hebrews 13:8 says? Without looking? It says Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever. And so let's look at these Scriptures in light of what God's done once. He will do again. The only thing He's done that He won't do again is He's not going to go to the cross again. Hallelujah! He's not going to be crucified afresh, but he will do these miracles again and again and again. In fact, uh, Bill Johnson talks about one of his sermons he preaches, and I love this: is the power of the testimony, and that he they really emphasize testimonies in their church. That you give your testimony, don't just keep it to yourself. When God heals you, when God delivers you, when you have a raise or you have something, why? Because when God, the power of the testimony is that once he's done something, if you, every time you testify of it, he'll do it again and again. Amen. That he will, if you get up and testify of being healed, he'll heal people again right now. If you get up and testify about a raise and they'll latch on to that, then he'll give other people raises. And so um, we need to put more emphasis on the testimony. Second Kings chapter four, verse one. Now they're cried a certain they cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in the house. And so there's two things there is uh, we need to tell the Lord what he can do for us, not how to do it, but what he can do. Hallelujah. And then we need to see, uh, listen to see if God will tell us specifically something that we should do. A lot of times we look for the supernatural, but we don't realize we have a part to play. And most often we have a part to play. And she said, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house. And then she thought of it. Save, oh, oh, yeah, I do, one pot of oil. And then he said, go borrow thee vessels abroad at all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. In my version, it says, scant scant not. And what he's saying is there, go borrow some vessels. Don't be skimpy about it. You know, it'd be real easy to be embarrassed to ask, well, could I borrow all the pots you have in your house? You know, that could be embarrassing. You know, anytime we get involved with God and miracles in the supernatural, uh, one of the things we're going to have to do is not, in, is not take our pride in with us. You know, Naaman had to lay aside his pride and go wash in the river. Uh Nearly every miracle means we're going to have to do something. You know, it might be run. It might be dance. It might be uh hallelujah. Praise God. But borrow not a few. Don't be skimpy about it. And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. Now what? You know, all these neighbors, you're borrowing these vessels, and they're like, what's she going to do with those? Why did she go all over town and borrow everybody's vessels? He said, don't let them come in. You know, they're going to bring their unbelief with them. You're going to have to shut the door. Hallelujah. Not many people have the courage to shut the door on unbelief. And shalt pour out all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought it the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son bring me yet a vessel and he said unto her there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed and then she came and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil pay thy debts and live thou and thy children on the rest and and it and I believe uh that uh, there's another place where it indicates that her and the prophet lived for a year or until the drought was over, and uh, on that, Hallelujah! Let's go to Luke chapter five and look at another way that God provided finances. Luke chapter five, and he and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw, oh la la, ha, saw. I think I'm in the wrong place. Luke 5. I'm in Luke. The problem is I 5, 1. Uh, oh, yeah, this is it. Let's go down to verse 5. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke. And so right there we have where Simon's Peter's fishing business um, was in financial difficulty and Jesus told him where to drop the nets. So we have to listen. We have to walk close with Jesus and listen. Uh, we're not going to have supernatural debt cancellation without a daily walk with the Lord. And it's important that we know that because I I know there's a lot of people believing they like to hear this supernatural stuff preached but they don't want to spend the time it's going to take to have a relationship with God to hear Him and and to listen to Him to have these supernatural things manifested in their lives. God's going to give us some instructions when it comes to getting out of debt whether it's little debt or big debt. I know he's given me and pastor instructions several times on ways to get out of debt or sometimes just to get rid of one debt. I know we had a thousand dollar debt one time and we wanted to get rid of it. And he told us to go and, and offer our, that's when VCR, we had paid $1,300 for a VCR. That's kind of hilarious right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, you could buy one in the garage sale for $5, probably less than that right now. And, uh, so, um, uh, But that's what they were when they first came out. And Pastor and I had gone to uh, Curtis Mathis to buy a new TV. And so we bought this new TV in one of those... uh, cabinets you know how they used to come in a brown wood cabinet and so we had gone there over from Seagraves to Seminole and VCRs had just come out and we said well why not you know we get in the TV we'll just go ahead and get the VCR and they had 100 videos to rent in that place I mean they were that new that's all they had so we rented our first video and y'all want to guess what we watched on the first video that we watched on our VCR? Coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> ah, praise God. Uh, we didn't even watch it very much. There wasn't enough videos to rent to watch it much. So we hadn't used it a lot. So we offered that to somebody for the thousand, what is a family member, for the thousand dollars. And they said, sure. And they wanted one and they got it and we got it. And like about two years later, I think we bought one for about $150. They, they just dropped, you know. And and uh, so anyway, that is one thing. One day we had a church in Seminole that the building Uh, they the people sold it to us for thirty thousand dollars and it was how many acres 22 acres a metal building and it had a a mobile home on the property it also had a white baby grand piano and a white french provincial organ and a white french provincial pews and they left everything in it lawnmowers paper clips typewriters copiers everything and sold it to us for thirty thousand dollars now that was supernatural wasn't it very supernatural and uh but god's like that and so uh, but one day we were driving home from odessa and the lord spoke to us just driving down the road and said gave us a plan to pay the whole thirty thousand dollars off he gave us a plan. It was amazing. And and it was basically to find ten people that will pledge five hundred dollars and when the congre- and that would be what five thousand. So when the congregation believes in and gives five thousand dollars, these these uh these ten people will cough up their five hundred dollars. And we so we had a dinner. He told us to have a steak dinner, invite these ten people, ask them to pledge that, but they had to do it three times because it takes 10,000 three times. And so it was like, okay, y'all, will y'all pledge $1,500, $500 $500 at a time. And they all said, yeah, we'll do that. And so we presented to the church the first Sunday morning, first Sunday morning, $5,000 came in and those people had to, they were like, well, we weren't really expecting it that soon (laughs) to have to come up with our $500 for the first one. So right off the bat, we paid $10,000 off on that building. Hallelujah. So, um, Thank you, Jesus. So we left Seminole with a paid-for building, so I'm believing God that, you know, I don't know what He's going to do here, but when, we, when you sow things and you leave things for the gospel's sake, God's going to make it up to you. Hallelujah. In aces. Hallelujah. You just can't outdo God. Hallelujah. So we always want to live in the supernatural. I'm always looking for the supernatural plan, for the key, for the next step. Hallelujah. And I want to, I want to believe God. I want you to believe God with us and I want you, I want to be with faith people. There's nothing like being around people with faith that will raise your faith up. I mean, just listen to Rick Renner this morning. Just my faith just was rejuvenated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Uh let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Hallelujah. It's a little warm in this place. Gotta find that happy medium. And thank you, Lord. And by the way, I'm sorry about the worship team. Uh, we're just gonna have to meet with y'all after services, but obviously we're not uh it was our fault. So sorry about that little glitch. Just working out the little issues of a new building. Matthew 17, 24. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? And he saith yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? We're talking taxes here, if if y'all aren't. Uh, picking up on that, but of their own children or of strangers. And Peter saith unto him of strangers, and Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. Go thou to the sea, cast and hook, and take up the fish that first cometh. And when thou hast openeth his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that that take and given to them for me and thee. <coughs> well, now, one thing. I noticed here when I was studying this is that it doesn't say Peter did it, and uh <laughs> you know, we just assume he did, and I'm sure he did, but I was just noticing, I thought that God, that's interesting, that it doesn't say he really went and did that. Hallelujah. so uh, I'm going to assume he did, but I do know this: that one thing we have to do is it we just have to follow instructions. And you say, well, of course, anybody would. But, you know, it's real easy to second-guess yourself. Now, Peter's looking at Jesus face-to-face. So I don't know if it'd be so hard to second-guess yourself then. But we hear by the Spirit. We hear by the... The inward witness, or the still small voice, or as many as are led by, or or as many as are the sons of God, are led by the Spirit of God. We're led, we're led by unction. We're led sometimes by peace. Where is the peace? And let me just say this right here and right now: You're not, you don't find the will of God in three days about big things. Now, I'm not talking about, well, you know, Lord, uh, should I have a birthday party at, at, uh, at the Red Rooster Farm or should we go out to this place and have a birthday party? Yeah, we can hear God, but when we're making serious life decisions, those things you don't hear in three days. You have to take the time to let your emotions settle down. And if you act too quickly, you nearly always will miss God. You nearly always didn't hear God. And so, uh, don't make decisions quickly. Um, what You know, if you've spent a year preparing for something, and then you all of a sudden hear, you know, that's a different situation. Because you've prayed for a year, you've sought God for a year, you've... Uh, you know, you've uh, practiced and listened and practiced your leading and, and listened and carefully pwned it out and prayed it out. But I'm talking about you, you just all of a sudden, uh, and you make a decision the next day. That's just not wisdom, family. That's not wisdom on buying cars. That's not wisdom on, uh, uh, Changing jobs—that's not wisdom on quitting your job and going into to another town, or going and starting a business, or or any of those things. God always gives us plenty of time to pray things out. To, uh, to you know, we didn't make a decision to move to Tuscaloosa the first day we thought of it. We didn't—not even, even the second day. No, we didn't make the decision to move from Seminole to 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 Alabama the first day we thought of it we we in fact what i believe is a good practice on stuff like that is push it away and say no no push that away. Not saying no to God, but saying, no, you're not going to pressure me and push those unctions away. And, 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 and get, and you know, it always good to, to counsel with people, to, to listen to what other people will say. I always go to, Pastor and I go to meetings and listen. You know, uh, when uh, we got that email from Brenda Sutherland, we didn't think on that and act on that. We just said, you know, it's when that just cued us in, it was time to start listening. And so when David Ellis came right after that, we listened and listened and listened with our heart and say, okay, is there anything here confirming anything or showing anything or opening up anything? Because here's the truth, family. There's a lot of decisions in life that you're going to make that once you make them, you can't get back. You can't always get back and do it over or start over or do it again or change. You can't always, you know, when we gave that church up in Seminole, Texas, we knew we couldn't go back. It was over. You can't go back. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Hebrews that any man that having put put his hand to the plow and then looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You're going to have to make a decision and you gotta you you know you've got one chance to make one that's right in God and and that He's He's backing. So you need confirmations, not just one. You need more than one confirmation. Yeah. And uh so th- these are things uh uh we gotta to learn to listen and we have to practice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the day we heard how to pay that building off, we didn't go the next week and meet with those people. We planned it. We prayed it. We thought about it. We meditated until we were sure. We went over the list of people that we could ask. We even tuned that out and fine-tuned that. When we didn't just ask people that were in our church, we called them from Tulsa, from everywhere, and said, will you be a part of this? People that used to be in our church, we called them and said, would you be willing to be a part of this? Hallelujah. And so when we went, we were full of confidence when we went to that state place that night and we presented that plan to that group of people and they didn't even know why they were coming. And, and we, sh- then, hallelujah. We had success. They had success. We all got, we were all happy and all blessed and it all worked miraculously. Hallelujah. hallelujah. So, um, you know, these are not things, uh, All of this supernatural debt cancellation, all of this, um, just the life of faith and walking with God, you take time to pray these things out. Rick Renner said I read in his book, this was not something he said the other day, but he read in his book, he wrote in his book, Dream Thieves, and that's an awesome book if you want to read it. But he wrote in that book and he said that he's had hundreds and of couples and people come from the United States to Russia to help him, but most of them didn't pray it out all the way, didn't count the cost, didn't set their lives in order before they came, and invariably they all ended up going back. And he said, except for one or two couples, he said, they, every one of them said, well, we've got to leave, but we'll be back. And only two couples out of all of those have ever returned. And he's been there 21 years in, in, in Russia have ever come home, got it settled, got it fixed. And, uh, and, um uh, Hallelujah. So let's move on. That was provides finances. Let's go on to removing debt. In Nehemiah 5, verse 1 through 13, I don't have a lot of time uh, to tell you. I'll just tell you this story. But um, these, these the Jews were in extreme debt because of high taxes. We could nearly... Apply that to today. That that some of our debt might have been caused sometimes by having to pay high taxes or or uh, unreasonable. Another thing reason was that they had had to, uh, uh, what do you call like, mortgage their land and pay that back, and they were charged. They were it was usury. They were charging extreme um, interest rates on the land, and it made Nehemiah mad. And he just got in there and he came against the people that were doing that. And he said, y'all stop that. And uh, he said to, um, he, and he got them to cancel the debts of these poor Jews. To completely cancel the debts and give them their land back, and give them their property back. So it's been one, done once, uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, can be done again. Now we'll go to uh, Matthew 18, verse 23. You can read that one on your own. It was Nehemiah 5, 1 through 13. But anyway, Matthew 18, verse 23. It says, uh, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought into him, which owed him ten thousand talents. And, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and he laid him... And he laid hands on him, and took him by the throat, saying, "Pay me that thou owest." So uh, here we have a supernatural removal of debt by a king. Uh, I want you to notice, though, a couple of things in this story. Is first of all, notice that the king—he, um, 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 this king. This man came to the king, and he... Uh, uh, hallelujah. Let me get my thoughts back. This man came to the king, and he talked to him, and it says it fell down and worshipped him, but he talked to him about his debt. I believe that if you want God to give you supernatural debt removal or supernatural debt cancellation or finances to pay your debts, then you are going to have to conduct yourself with integrity and in the right way to those that you owe. Even if they call you a million times, you need to answer the phone and talk to these people. Why? Because when you owe somebody, it's the right thing to do. Really and truly, you should not make them track you down. You ought to call them when you cannot pay. Whether it be a company, or an individual. And when you do these things, people all of a sudden will get supernaturally willing to work with you. But as long as you are avoiding them, not answering the phone, not returning calls, and 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 they're calling your employer, and they're calling this... You are, you are not going to find the favor of man and you certainly are not going to find the favor of God because integrity says, I come to you, I talk to you, I tell you, you know, I'm going through a situation. You know, if it's a going to the bu- a business here in town and sitting down and asking to talk to the owner or or just saying, I just wanted to come by and tell y'all, I'm not trying to avoid you. I'm going through a difficult situation. And people are usually very uh, forgiving. Not always, but I tell you, it don't matter if they're forgiving or not. It doesn't matter if they, they treat you like an old uh, sorry cat and kick you out the door you still can walk uprightly before God and say, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. So I believe, and I will say it right out loud, don't expect supernatural debt cancellation if you're not walking in integrity and handling your finances right. And by that, I don't mean that you always pay. And you know, most people are willing to work with even just a few dollars a month if you will be consistent and you will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter if they're, you know, sometimes, and, and Pastor and I don't say this from just thinking so. We say this from past experience ourselves where we have had to talk to people. We've been in situations with our church building in Seminole. And I believe that's one reason he gave us a better building and gave it to us for $30,000 because there was a couple of months we couldn't pay rent at the building that we were at in Seminole. But we went and we talked to that man. And you know, it's funny because you know what he did? He figured out a way for us to pay. He actually came, after pastor talked to him, he came over and he said, and that was when those humongous satellite dishes were coming in. And he wanted to put one at his business. And he said, I tell you what, you're, get the men of your church to come over here and install this satellite dish one Saturday morning and build a chain link fence around it. And, uh, and, I'll, and we'll just call that your rent for that month. And so we just had a church work day and the men built the fence and the rent was paid people will su- be supernaturally willing to help you when you do the right thing. And so he came and he fell down before this king and he worshiped. And, uh, you know, if somebody's in a place of high authority, you may have to bounce scrape or something, you know, hallelujah. But anyway, listen, if you owe them money, you owe them respect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. And so, uh, and then the second point in this is once you've forgiven something, you know, that doesn't mean you have to forgive every person and say, well, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay. You don't have to pay. But this by, by thing, this man says, this man didn't, he, he got forgiven a debt and then he wasn't even cooperative. The hit says he got that man around the neck. He laid hands on him, and it wasn't, Lord, bless you and, and help you to pay this debt. It was like, I'm going to kill you if you don't pay this. So uh, obviously, uh, we're not going to, you know, we, got, we need to win favor with God uh, by, by acting uprightly. God is always impressed with integrity, and He is always impressed with faith. And He's hardly ever impressed with anything else. He's not impressed with our pride. He's not impressed, you know. He's not impressed with I'm well, I've been busy. Well you had you you weren't too busy to go charge it. Are you so you aren't too busy to go talk about it or to take a phone call. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um in, let's point out that in Matthew 6, verse 12, and you know this is the Lord's Prayer. One of the things it says right at the end of the Lord's Prayer is, Forgive us our debts. How? How? As we forgive our debtors. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians two thirteen and 14. And, and it says, uh, well, we'll turn over there. Always hold yourself with the highest integrity. And and one of the things we've been talking lately about as a church is to be committed, honest, and have lordship. Hallelujah. What good are we to the kingdom? If we're saved, but we're not committed, we don't have any honesty and integrity in our life, and that means honest in all things. Honest in all things. Honest to your own hurt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Like we've told you before, that doesn't mean you have to tell everything. It just means you have to be honest about everything. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, 13 and 14 says, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross praise God, Uh, in the Amplified, and that's what I wanted to point out. It says, Jesus canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note, With its legal decrees and demands, he set it aside and cleared it completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. That's a good scripture to stand on. If you have a note, a note with the bank, a note, on um, uh, that's what your mortgage is. It's a note. Or you have a a note with someone where you borrowed money, hallelujah, Jesus canceled, blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note with its legal decrees and demands. He set it aside and cleared it completely out of our way by nailing it to His cross. Now, um, the Bible talks about supernatural, um, that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And in James it says that He has put them to labor to, to, to make this money for the people of God or for the purposes of the covenant and of God. That may bother you, but that's Bible. Hallelujah. That is Bible. And so uh, I, I, there are all kinds of ways God can supernaturally cancel debt. I like that, that it's just uh, wipe the, away the handwriting of the note. Have you ever heard of disappearing ink? Right. I, I'm all for, you know, the ink just disappearing, the computer page just going. Hallelujah. No, I've heard of this happening. Ma'am, there's no evidence that you owe us anything. We don't have anything in the computer. It's just gone. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Uh, that's one thing of supernatural debt cancellation that we've heard of. Uh, also, just uh, uh, people deciding to forgive notes. We, I know a lady in Birmingham in the church over there. She got up and testified how one of her school loans just got. Well, we just forgave that. Nobody knew why they forgave it. It was just, that note was just forgiven. Several thousand dollars. Hallelujah. Anybody willing? You know, I'm willing. Are y'all? We got to get willing. Not so. well, I wouldn't want that to happen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's crazy that anybody say. Like, well, that I wouldn't want that to happen. And then on the Sid Roth program, not too long ago, there was a a Peruvian woman and in the meeting they had a big meeting there, and the Spirit of God's moving supernaturally. And the speaker calls out, "The first one down here is going to get supernatural debt cancellation." He said, "Everybody just sat there." nobody moved and finally this lo- this lady ran down the front and said well I I want it and and so uh so he prayed and just a simple prayer and nothing happened but about 3 days later she went to the bank to pay her note and so uh she went in there with her check all made out and uh they so they went to put it in the computer and the lady says ma'am you know you've paid this note off this po- note's paid off we're showing this to have a zero balance and she's like Well, uh, who paid it off? And the lady says, well, I don't know. I didn't take the transaction. But she could tell the man that took the transaction. And so she called him over and said, this lady wants to know who paid this note off. And he looked at her and he said, well, ma'am, you did. Don't you remember? So some angel probably. And she said she stood there a minute like, and then she remembered the meeting she had gone to three days before. And she went, Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Even though she did not remember. And, uh, uh, but an angel, you know, you, did you know your angel, they, a lot of people teach that your angel looks exactly like you. You know, the Bible says that every child has a angel, a guardian angel, and your angel looks just like you. Very handsome. Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, in, uh, but anyway, so evidently, an her angel or an angel went in there, had her appearance, and paid off her note. Yeah. Hallelujah! And then we could find, you know, people have found money. We gave the testimony a couple of weeks ago about the young boy that uh, believed God for money to be put in a tree and uh, and he said P- have the birds put it right here and and over a course of a uh, several months what he find? six hundred and something dollars and and had pledged to give it all to missions hallelujah god's wanting to do something i know lynn hammond never says they never send cash but one time she was really impressed to send a thousand dollars cash to two ministries and uh so they sent this cash and they uh uh you know, a few weeks later, two or three weeks later, they got a note back to their church and said, Lynn just wanted to thank you for the $2,000. And she went and got her secretary and said, how much did you send? And she says, I sent a thousand, just like you said. And somewhere in the mail, hallelujah, a thousand got changed to 2,000. I personally believe, and you may not believe me, but that we operate in this all the time at word of life church i I mean there are times when I'm surprised at what the the computer says we have in the bank. I'm like, "How can that be? I mean, I don't even know how there could be that much in the bank, and then we'll pay bills. I don't know something supernatural's always happening in the finances at word of life church it's if and if it's being multiplied on the end of that on the church end. Word of Life Church, River Church. If if it's been multiplied on that end, it's being multiplied on your end, Amen. too. And you know, um, I want God to make us more aware of it. Hallelujah. And I'm believing for money found. I'm believing for checks in the mail. We're believing for raises and increases. We're believing for supernatural debt cancellation. Hallelujah. You need to, if you've never believed God for a certain amount of money, but you know, don't go wild. If you've never believed Him for $100, well, maybe you might even want to start with 10 But... Believe, start believing for a certain amount of money and, and, and. You know, pray a prayer, believe you receive it, and start thanking Him. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that uh, I'm being given $100 cash check or money order. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, and then when when you believe that $100 in and it comes, well, you know, ask the Lord, well, what should I believe for next? And, you know, He knows where your faith is. He knows. And He won't challenge your faith beyond something, you know. I don't want you to have to spend 10 years believing for 100 so maybe you maybe you don't have hundred dollar faith. Maybe you have five dollar faith. Hallelujah! Our socks. Bart Brzee said when he went to Rama, you know he'd never believed God for anything. He's at Rama. He's a student at Rama, and uh, and he's the first year student. They're, they're, this is the first year that Rama started. And uh, Hallelujah! And him and Doug Jones are living in the house with Brother Hagen and Aretha. Yeah. And got to live with them, and he said he decided he was going to believe God for a pair of black socks. He had to start somewhere, and it took a while, but finally somebody sent him in the mail a pair of black socks, and that brings us to the point of be sure and obey God, because you never know who's believing for what. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we didn't get through. Hallelujah. Praise God. And another thing God will do, let's sum it up with this, is a reduction of debt, where maybe it's not all paid off, but God supernaturally reduces debt. I've heard of a church that got their debt reduced by 75%. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So something, you know, a several thousand dollar debt came down to below $2,000. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. We live in the days of the supernatural. The Bible says His eyes are going to and fro throughout the whole earth. Looking for somebody and show Himself strong to. And He's going to show Himself strong to those that have faith. Hallelujah. God is always impressed with faith. Who was it? Was it Smith Wigglesworth that said, uh, God will jump over a million people, or go past is what he's saying, to get to one person in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You could go to a meeting with 20,000 people at the meeting, and God jump over all of them because and and you get called out you get spoken to and maybe not even directly but god will get to you if you have if you're in faith hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah praise god praise god thank you jesus thank you lord let's praise him a minute we praise hallelujah. you lord god hallelujah. thank you lord thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe your Word, Lord and we believe the prophets and we believe these marvelous testimonies halabate kebrata kohosha anama shite kebrata kaba hasha anamati kebrata kohosha arab thank you father for doing great things among us in us and through us halabate kebrata kobaba hasha arab ausete kebrata kobosha thank you lord hadabashe <inaudible> kebrata arab ausete kebrata, boho she, Arabate kebrata. I just want to say this out. I thank you, Lord, for Jennifer Carrington for supernatural sales this month. I thank you, Father, for uh, uh, breaking all records. Arabate kebrata, komataka, Arabate kebrata, koba saka, Arabate kebrata, koba baha sha, Anamate kebrete, O baha baha sha, Namasa. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord. Praise the name. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You want us free, Lord. We thank you, Father, for financial freedom. We thank you. Angels go forth and call supernatural finance to come. Thank you, Father for debts canceled and paid off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for the million dollar tithe. We thank you, Father, given to River Church. We thank you, Father, for property given, that we don't have to lift our finger to get it in Jesus' name. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We won't cast away our confidence. We will not cast away our confidence. We will kill we will hold fast our profession of faith in Jesus name Lord strengthen us all with might by your spirit in the inner man we refuse to be discouraged we refuse to take our eyes off of you Lord we refuse Lord God Oh, we don't look at what we see we don't go by the feelings that of emotion that would try to rise up in our hearts and and when and we refuse to worry in the name of Jesus. (inaudible) Thank you, Lord. 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 (inaudible) Thank you, Jesus. We pray, Father, for, oh, not, 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 Tomorrow, but now, supernatural happenings. So, oh, thank you, Lord. Mighty miracles. Mighty miracles now. Mighty healing miracles in Jesus' name. Notable miracles now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. maha. Hallelujah, hallelujah, just under your breath, or out loud, I don't care, let's just uh, declare what you're believing for, thank God for it, just Dis- thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for my, or thank you, Lord, for thee, whatever it is, hallelujah, praise God, mm, hallelujah, say it under the anointing, say it now, Hi- hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah, ha ha ha, bati, boho soka, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father, for uh, paid for houses. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. We command this money that's been held up to be turned loose. We command these pipes to be unclogged in Jesus' name. We bind this fear from people that are hot up by destined to be, uh, uh, uh suppliers and givers and sowers into our lives in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank You. We don't put our eyes on any certain person, but we know, Lord, You said if we give, it'll be given unto us, good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men given to our bosom. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just believe that there's some people that are supposed to go and and in and, and integrity and face the music. And you'll be surprised what God will do when you eat because that's a step of faith. Don't you see that that's even faith? That's faith to go and say, aha and 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 to to. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord.
1: Let's just take this to the next level just for a moment. And uh, it's so important in a church like this. Um where we're not just exercising religious duties and not just uh, going through a religious exercise. You know, we, we just have resisted that and refused that from the beginning, that we are people of impact. And I want you all to remember that uh, that God has called you to be a leader. We're, we have followed, and we should follow and get the example and get the demonstration in our life. But you're thinking maybe... That well, I should be a senator to lead, or I should be wealthy to lead, or I should be an apostle to lead, or I should have some notable gift. But that's really not the people that people are following. They're following people that are like them, that stepped out, and God showed up. That's that's. It's turned No, it's still on. But uh, here in Second Chronicles. First Chronicles, in chapter uh, 11, it says in verse 10, I just, you know, I, I talk about the Scripture all the time. It's just as Old Testament Chronicles is, is the ultra-old. And uh, it said, David said, well, I'll let y'all, because you might not have it marked in your Bible, but you should have First Chronicles 11, 6 marked in your Bible, because it's you. You know how how the Word talks about how Jesus went through the Word and found himself. This is you. It says, David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. Say first. first. Come on, let's say it. First. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went up first and was chief. See how simple that is? God gives you a door, an opportunity, and says, If you'll walk through this, if you'll do this, if you'll lead in this, this is what I'll do. But you know, we are famous for wanting somebody else to do it first, and we'll follow them. But when you follow someone that's first, you're not first. You followed, and there is a lower anointing and a lower reward on second than there is on first, because faith is not very high when you're following somebody. Faith is high when you hear from heaven and you step out. And what she said about the offerings here are just people are just, God is multiplying it, but people in this church are believing God personally. They're just, you can just tell that they're tithing on everything. They're tithing on their garage sale, they're tithing when their house sells. You know they they gave this much for it and they sold it for this much and there must have been there must have been something more and you see the tithe come in you go what's that all about they're tithe, they're just honorable they're honest they're committed there's lordship they just are like looking at God saying I will have what you have sent to me I will have it and you can't ever get it following or looking after someone you can get a pattern you can see how it works. But it'll never work for you just like it did for somebody else. You have to be first in your life. And, and let, me just, let me just straighten it up for you. You are the first in Tuscaloosa. You aren't the prettiest. You aren't the richest. You aren't the smartest. You aren't the, the, most, uh, the most whatever. But God has found you have responded, and you are the first to come to a church that's preaching faith and it's hard, it's uncomfortable, it doesn't always feel good, and there's commitment, and all, and you just keep coming back and saying, but I want to be first in God. I want to leave this life saying, God, I gave it my all. And so now we need to not just say, yeah, look, here, here's me. We need to carry it forth and just press in. i tipping the reason I said all this is it says, whoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Joab went up first and was chief. There ought to be something in your life financially where you break through we we may never know about it, probably will not, but you ought to break through. I remember the first time we gave a thousand dollars you it was it was Abraham putting Isaac on the altar it was it what you go that's no big deal. it was the first time. And it's still a pretty good chomp. Yeah, really. It's just like that's. Uh, but until you do it the first time, you'll never, you, you'll always say, I can't be first at that. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm certainly not trying to, to create a scenario for you. But I'm telling you, the Lord knows what you should be doing to make this work. Now, we are a supernatural work. You can look around and say, How are we doing it? It's our faith. And so we should never leave. Faith. What got us here is going to keep us here, and it's going to get us there. So you stay strong. You stay strong. This word tonight was a word to stay strong. Get your debts paid by faith. Not whining to Uncle Jack and not trying to cash in your IRA, you know, or whatever, but you just like, I'm getting this by faith. Debbie's got a sign at our house that says, uh, well, it changes all the time. It's on the chalkboard. But... Uh, uh, Faith believes it through is the last one. Faith doesn't try, but faith, you had another one that says, yeah, and you ought to be inspired by somebody. You ought to read this book, Dream Thieves. Did you write it down when she said that? Did you write that down? It's an amazing book, and it will challenge you to your core, because we all think, I'm doing pretty good. I'm this is good. I'm, I'm on it. I'm, I'm on course. And then you read a book and you go, oh my God, I got to start. I got to get started. I got to, you know, where have I been? And yet it's gentle. It's, it's, amen. Have you got a seed tonight? Praise God. There are rivers out there.